Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Ricky, and with me as always is Bill. Hello. Brandon. Hi, guys. And James. We are a couple of disabled guys passionate about gaming. I, damn it, I interrupted you, didn't I, James? Yeah, she did. <laughs> All right, let's start over. Restart. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. I, was, I, got, uh, I got too <laughs> eager to read, to read my new thing. All right. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Ricky, and with me as always is Bill. Hello. Brandon. Hi, guys. And James. Hey there. We are a couple of disabled guys passionate about gaming and accessibility, and together we are real life problems. So, how's it going, guys? How have you guys been? Not bad. Not bad. Cool. Well, it's been a good week. Yeah? Uh, I've been I've been ill, so not so great, but I'm here, so it's fine. Yeah. Well, tell us about it. Uh, tell her about the, the flu. Um, no, I just um, you wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I certainly wouldn't. I spent the last uh, I had to take time <laughs> off work because I managed to get it just as my work week started, and uh. sort of all came. It's sort of starting to wind down. I'm starting to get a wee feel a bit better since since my work week has ended. So I mean, basically, I've had a week off work, but it's mostly been sort of coughing, sneezing, and feeling like crap. <laughs> well, so I guess not... silver linings is you don't have to go to work, right? Yeah, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't prefer doing that to be off of work, though. I'm sure you'd rather be. Oh, you know, no, 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 I'd enjoying I'd, it. I'd much rather. Um, I'd either be prefer to be off work and. Not be sick or be in work, and right? Sort of, you know, <laughs> doing that, but you know. What does he do for work again? I just do um, admin stuff for a sight loss charity and based in Edinburgh. Oh, so well, very just cool. Just like paperwork, answering phones, and all that. Paper pusher. Yeah, bureaucrat basically. <laughs> ah, <laughs> making sure all the dots eyes are. Making sure there's all the dots on the eyes and the. Yeah, you know the you know how the saying goes. <laughs> and the T's <laughs> crossed. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I think nice. we might have messed up that saying, but whatever. Uh, yeah, crossing the T's <laughs> and dotting the lowercase J's. <laughs> I just think that uh, that from uh, Wayne's World, where they're trying to throw on Wayne stock. It's like we got. Yeah, that, that, that's basically where I stole that line from. So. Yep. <laughs> Wayne stock. Yep. Oh exactly. man, Aerosmith oh, showed up. I love that. Yeah. Well, speaking <laughs> of being disabled and stuff, I got some cool news. I got a new wheelchair this Friday. Oh, really? How's that going? It's pretty sweet. It can stand me up. That's freaking awesome. What what brand nice. is it? You got one of those. Yeah, I got one of those. This thing's cool shit. Cost a pretty penny, but... It's yeah, cheap. right? So, it's like you, there are cars that are cheaper. Yeah, I can't even fully use the, the new one that I got because there's issues when it comes to like the actual transfers in certain uh, scenarios, but uh, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do with that. Damn, like what kind of scenarios? I might have to reach out to the manufacturer, to be honest with you, Permobile. Um, like, for instance, like, <laughs> when I, generally when I go to the bathroom, like if I'm <laughs> if I'm going pee, I have to flip up one of my foot pads to get close enough to the toilet. Well, the foot pads on this one are hard to flip up, so <laughs> I can't really do it on my own. And we've tried to WD-40 it and stuff, and I know it sounds like a small problem, but it actually isn't because that that's an issue. And then... And then the height is a little bit, you know, transferring in and out of it is a little bit, um, I don't know, if it, it, there's a difference, there's a difference than my current chair. And oh, 
it just sucks because this chair that I'm in is the battery is not lasting anymore and it's a whole bunch of stuff. So at this point I'm kind of I kind of need to figure out you know a solution because I don't know. It's just it's just one of those things. It's just another thing to yeah have to, to make it to occupy a day. Yep. And I think a lot of people don't realize how much precision is required um when it comes to our wheelchairs and they and how much they become like an extension of ourselves and how customized and, they are to or custom tailored to every like person's body shape and type too mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah exactly yeah it's yeah. just something that I gotta figure out and I just I it's something I should have figured out a while ago and people probably wonder why I haven't but it's just one of those things that's frustrating thing that I just didn't I just didn't feel like dealing with yet, but yeah. I will take care of it at some point. <laughs> you guys want to get? Well, you guys want to play a game and, and guess the uh, the retail price of this chair I got? Isn't that thirty, thirty, forty thousand. All right, who's got another guess? James Brandon. Uh, I'll go with um, fifteen thousand. Right. Oh yeah, I'll I'll pick somewhere in the middle then. I guess like uh, high twenties, twenty five to thirty. One hundred twenty-nine thousand. What? Wow. What brand was, is it? It's the Permobile, but that—that's what they said the retail price is. But what they ended up billing to insurance was about thirty-nine thousand. Yeah. yeah. Shit's expensive. <laughs> yeah. Which Permobile is it? Wow. Which model? Uh, I don't. I don't remember. All I know is just it makes me stand up. <laughs> Yeah, it's, that's what this one kind of does. The other, the newer, newer one that I got. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, no, they are cool. They make good chairs for sure. Yeah, I'm getting used to the whole front wheel drive aspect of it, though. That's oh yeah, I remember you telling me about that. How you weren't. Oh sure wow, really? Yeah, I've always had a center wheel drive chair, so that. So yeah, me to too. That, yeah, getting used to that. Um, Change big turning yeah. radius is. Been yeah. A they don't I, turn on a dime anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like I keep fishtailing out and hitting shit, and I'm like, God damn it! Oh, I no. do, I, I do that shit all the time. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I, I like it though. It's it's super comfortable and it's cool being able to stand up whenever I want to, and you know my bones thank me for it. Yeah, I'll bet. Just like being able to have gravity and like, I'll bet your circulation's a lot better. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's. Fewer spasms. Yeah. The benefits just, they just keep coming and coming, you know? There's well, that's, nice. that's really good. really is no downside to, to standing up, you know? I remember no, trying one never. once when I was in, uh, when I was at a uh, rehab facility during the first few months after my injury. Really? Mm-hmm. How'd, how'd you like it? It was, uh, it was an interesting experience, that's for sure. It's... It's kind of scary because it stands you up like totally straight to the point where you feel like you're gonna fall forward, like oh, and you can drive around with it standing up too, and just right. Yeah. There's like a harness. There's a chest harness that you wear, right? Yeah, exactly. I have to put a little harness on on my knees and uh, put on a chest chest strap too, and then just go up and up and up. And then you'll be like, uh, yeah, that's cool, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. Good banter. So, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> that so was some top-notch banter. Yeah. 
Only the, only the tops here. Moving on, our first topic of the day, we wanted to talk about uh, non-visible disabilities. Now, if someone wants to take the reins of this and really explain in depth what they mean about this... Um, oh, yeah, sure. Um, well, I mean, this sort of came up from an article that I saw when I was... Um, it was actually posted internally within the charity that I worked for, but it was on the BBC website, and it was talking about a meme that had been going around of a picture of a blind person using a mobile phone and it was sort of like, you know, the, the, the picture was sort of poking fun uh, and I mean, kind of means for it to be saying like, oh, look at this person, they're obviously faking because they look, they look like they're blind but they can use a mobile phone and and it's, it's, it's not necessarily, I mean, mobile phones have been accessible to blind people for a good number of years or so, I mean, it's just it's ignorance on the part of the person but it got me thinking about like, you know, um, disabilities and working. Is that with something it. you've come across like often in your in your life, where people just kind of like, you know, like, oh, I mean, I mean, we know that you're partially blind, but that people like just come up to be like, we see you looking. What? Why are you calling yourself blind? Yeah, occasionally, occasionally. I mean, it's, it's. I think I mentioned it in the first episode where like one of the things that really annoys me about my sight loss is when, you know, I can use things like my 3DS with some sort of difficulty um, and I can use my my smartphone no bother because you know it's um, <clears throat> as any blind person that's interested in technology will tell you like Apple phones and Samsung well not Samsung but uh, Android Android phones for have for a long number of years now had the types of accessibility features that would allow someone with no sight at all to use the phone quite well get most of the features out of it so like yeah it's it does kind of bug me when sort of able-bodied people people without disabilities will sort of see me or see other people and um, with sight loss using computers and things and go like oh like oh how are they doing that that's i mean worst case scenario it's like oh they're faking it but in my experience for the most part it's just like you know, it's a, it's a shock and wonder at the disabled person using a piece of technology. It's you know, can be can be a little condescending, but yeah, it's. So that's, let's that's, like, let's kind of like play a scenario right now. Like, I want to see how you would react. Like, say, say I see you out in the wild. Like, what the hell, man? What's uh, what's with you calling yourself disabled? I, you're looking. How would you respond to me? Like in that instant. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh how, how would I respond? I'd probably um, I'd maybe a bit cross, but I mean, what I should do is just ignore you because that's a daft question. Look at the phone; it's good. You know, it doesn't take mm-hmm. much researching to. I don't know. That is, <laughs> if you asked me that question, I probably wouldn't be so rude. But um, <laughs> if it was just okay. a random person on the street, then I might have a, a few words to say to them about the accessibility features of the phones and things because it's so it's, you'd you'd, uh, you'd fight back with politeness and education is what yeah yeah I mean it's, it's <laughs> the best uh, I might just run away but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm busted get out <laughs> yeah kind of but um, that's that's <laughs> but more people need to know about these things and because there's probably a lot of blind people out there and people with other disabilities that maybe they think would restrict them from using a smartphone or a tablet or even just like a, a personal computer whether it's like Windows or, or Mac or whatever 
um, when really there's there's so many features now in the in all these devices, <clears throat> and some are better than others for sure, but there's there's not really the the barrier that there was maybe like ten fifteen years ago, or at least right. you know. So yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the thing. I mean, if it, if if it's a a sight loss thing, then Apple computers and Apple sort of iOS devices are probably the way to go. Even though they're like crazy expensive compared to Android devices, their accessibility features are pretty top notch. Yeah, um, it's harder right. like. Like just about anything in the accessibility world is going to be expensive no matter what it is nowadays. Yeah, well, I think you've illustrated that. <laughs> uh, yeah, with my chair, right? 129 grand. Yeah. Whoa. It's yeah. almost funny though because um, a lot of companies cite cost as a reason to not implement accessibility, and yet we're the ones who end up paying for it. Right? Yeah. Can, you guys, like, can you guys think of any other instances of uh, disabilities that you could that you could see but wouldn't know they're disabled uh, right off the bat? Because, I mean, like, the blind one is, like, easily the... is, like, the most easily, like, accessible answer. But, like, I'm mm-hmm. just trying to think for my own, like, edification of, like... What other disability would you see that you would think was wasn't a disability at first? Because I know there's some people that have like um, what is it? Um, I guess kind of similar like a bit like MD or you know they can walk for a little bit while but still using a wheelchair. That some people would be like, oh, why are you using that? Uh, I mean, I feel uh, like blindness. Yeah. Or is if they like only need to use a wheelchair like part of the time. Yeah, yeah there's and that. Able to transfer yeah. in and out. Yeah, I've seen sort of wheel- I've seen wheelchair users online on Twitter sort of complaining about that very thing about people like just sort of busting them for being like, oh, part your partner in a disabled spot, but then like they'll get out of their car and they'll not need to they'll not need the wheelchair to sort of travel the distance from their car to say the supermarket, but maybe they will use the the sort of the motorized sort of trolley things when they get in there or something. Yeah. And- you know? Yeah, and they might look at you like, be like, you know, it seems like maybe some people would be, I've never experienced this, but I've heard of it happening, I'm sure, I think, where, you know, someone comes from their, their car and it looks like they're fine and then they sit down in one of those scooters and someone might think, oh, well, they don't, they don't need that, but they might not know. It might be like they have some issue where it like has to do with, um, a cardiac issue, you know, they might have some sort of heart issue where, they can't overexert themselves or cause much fatigue because it could result in, you know, cardiac arrest or there could be like a person that has like, um, you know, maybe they just have like severe arthritis issues, you know? I mean, that could mm-hmm. be a, those, those could be, um, less obvious, um, things. And perfectly valid. And perfectly valid, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yet uh, they still get a dirty look when they, you know, when they hop on whatever that, you know, hop out of the car and then they get on whatever that, you know, that scooter device to go around the store. And I feel like that's something that, you know, I feel like it doesn't happen quite as much these days, but I feel like there are still some people that are very um, inconsiderate. <laughs> you know, Have you ever come across that, Bill? Because I know 
your legs can still like technically move around and stuff, but like you can't hold your own weight standing up, right? Right. I mean, prior to my life in the chair at the age of 16, um, there were a lot of instances where, you know, I remember uh, one particular story or one particular event that happened. I was playing, uh, I was playing football with some of the kids in the neighborhood and one of the guys was wondering, like, he's like, you know, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you able to run fast and stuff? And then I kind of just remember that being like one of the first times that someone like kind of like was just so ignorant you know like it wasn't like he wasn't trying to be a jerk and he felt really bad when he was like oh because he's saying stuff like hustle and all this stuff and then my friends had to explain like hey you know look he's got he's got an issue so he can't he's not as fast as the other people and like you know that's just a really good example early in my life that you know the level of ignorance to people that aren't affected um, by either having a family member or personally affected um, just not the not understanding you know um, of things like they just like you just don't think about things in the same way like you know for instance a friend might invite you over and I remember one of the common things I don't know if you guys have gotten this before but it's almost like they forget about the fact that there are stairs at their home <laughs> and they yep. want to invite you over and they forget about that that little significant detail uh, and then it creates an awkward situation where you're just like oh you have stairs in your house <laughs> <laughs> that conversation well yeah. see you later even just like stairs well, at the front door means you're not even getting into the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So trouble. you can relate to that, I'm sure. I'm sure you guys have had that awkward conversation before, right? I mean, you. Um... It it's more often with, um, I want to say, like, um, public places. Yeah, because my close friends sometimes my close friends forget about it, and then I'll remind them, and like by like really ripping into them a little bit like being like come on come on you know you i mean come on you know that that stairs don't work okay <laughs> you know this ain't gonna work <laughs> once a friend now an enemy yeah you're done you're dead to me <laughs> uh, but yeah definitely well, with public places for sure yeah so um i guess it's an interesting topic. Um, well, I guess moving on. Um, so the Super Bowl happened recently, and they had that, uh, what's it called? Xbox had that commercial uh, promoting their accessibility controller recently. So what did you guys think about that? Well, I didn't actually see the Super Bowl. Um Neither did I. I was streaming, but I did get a chance to see the commercial. Um, Bryce Johnson, the developer and designer of the controller, had tweeted it out um, a few days before uh, the event, and I got to see the all those kids using this controller, and it was just fantastic. Um, I thought... They did an okay job in portraying it. Um, 
they did include a lot of different uh, switches that the controller utilizes, or rather, the gamer can utilize with the controller. So I thought that was pretty good. So, but um, otherwise, I mean, we can all agree on that it was basically pretty good exposure on Microsoft's parts. I know we've talked about that controller multiple times on these episodes, but um, mm-hmm. it, I mean, like my opinion, it's just good. It's good to show that you know they're trying to make it as mainstream as possible, and not just like an option that they have in their pocket. They're like, oh, by the way, we have this, but they're trying to like really push it forward. Like, this is part of our system now, you know, like not just um, yeah, like I said, a uh, trick in their pocket. Yeah, right. it's, it's, I mean, that's the, for me. That's the main thing. Is that like the Xbox? Uh, is it Xbox Adaptive Controller? It could have been just something that is available on their website, advertised. In, you know, whatever magazines or websites that people who would need a device like that maybe would visit, but not necessarily something that they would promote on like, the front page of their website, and certainly not on a Super Bowl advert. Because I think it was like five million dollars for like a thirty-second advert. It's, you know, it's supposed right. To... <clears throat> so, I mean, the and the the ad was how long was the ad? It was like two minutes. At least. It was At a two-minute ad? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. The video. Yeah, it's fantastic. I want to know how expensive that was. Oh, actually, it's even less than that. It's a minute. Still. That, still, that's yeah. a lot of money to spend on an advert. On just one advert. Yeah, because usually most, uh, most Super Bowl ads are like, what, 30 seconds now? Thereabouts. Just because it's so pricey. Yeah. yeah. Well, another thing I was thinking about is like, I hadn't really, to be honest with you, I hadn't really seen, um, uh, the only time I had been, I had really seen any adaptive equipment that was like a button type thing was like in, uh, I used to, there used to be like a, a room that I would end up having to go to where there would be children of autism, um, in there and they would have like these buttons they would have to interact with. Um, I guess it had something to do with some sort of like, I don't know exactly. It's some sort of therapy. I think it was like OT, occupational therapy, where they would have to like press buttons, and these buttons looked very similar to what might be used on one of these controllers. And then I, then not until the Abilities Expo did I actually see adaptive equipment for gaming before. Like I had not known about this um, until I actually went to the Abilities Expo and met with Able (laughs) Gamers for the first time. I had never before there was no exposure. So the fact that there's a commercial for something like this is kind of kind of still mind blowing to me. It's like, huge. you know, where things have gone. But yeah, that's the best part of that controller is that it will take all of those switches that you recall from occupational therapy and let you build your own controller out of it. And I think to be perfectly frank, I would like to see more um, gamers without disabilities using this device. And I don't see any reason why they shouldn't or couldn't. Um, it could be an interesting um, experience. Right. You've or to that see before. them, like, you know, hack. Because really, it's less a controller in it. As I was saying before we started recording, right. it's less of a controller and it's more of a hub. So. 
if you can if you can hack together a switch you can put together a controller that does anything um, and can be interacted with in any way that's more convenient than simply using your thumbs and forefingers. I mean, that, that might be what controllers look like now, but with this device, um, it could be it more. Can completely change the way we, uh, the way controllers are used as we know them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what I would like to see. When I first saw it, um, I mean, obviously there's the accessibility angle for it, but being someone who's played a lot of Mech Warrior in the past, I was looking mm-hmm. at it thinking, like, I wonder if I could get some flight sticks and map the analog sticks of a 360 controller to a pair of flight sticks and try and build something along the oh. lines of the old Steel Battalion controller for the Xbox, the original Xbox. Oh. Did you ever see that game? Steel Battalion, that one game where you would, lo- if you died that's a cr- once, you'd have to start over, and you had like big like control console controller. Yeah, it came with a big control console. I mean, yeah, like a Mech Warrior, like type sixty game, right? buttons or something, right? Yeah, yeah. So you like something use, really crazy. You could use that as a <laughs> as a sort of an easy sort of conduit to creating like a, an immersive controller sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. To answer your question, yes, you can. Yeah. You can plug joysticks up. That would mm-hmm. be amazing. That's what wow, I was where do you... I mean, like it a is a massive controller sort can, of thing going on with it. Where can you buy the buttons? Like, where, what what type of hookups are those? Um, there are, You can either... Uh, like, just speak to an occupational therapist if you see one, or um, can, like, get a quick and quick and dirty consultation with like one <laughs> via your doctor I mean no seriously you could just like say hey yeah. I need to see an occupational therapist because I have some questions about ability switches and then they'll say oh okay here this is a number for an occupational therapist that we know of and right or you can um, find a few there are a few websites out there that sell them um well, a go really just good a one is Ablemart, and I'll try and provide the link so we can include it in the description for the uh, this show. Um, I got, for Christmas, uh, about a half dozen switches, and I think um, they probably cost about $100 total for all of the, for those switches. But really, like... For me, and from an accessibility standpoint, um, whenever I add a switch or a button, that um, almost exponentially increases the amount of games I'm able to play. Really? Oh, yes. Um, Like, just by adding a button, like an extra button which I have velcroed to be right behind uh, my joystick so that like I could be pushing the stick forward with my the front of my hand and then I could just reach back and uh, hit the switch and it's just like a plastic eggshell switch I think they sell for like 
$25-$30, but the parts are probably 3 Um, If you have access to a 3D printer, you can make your own switches real easily. Yeah, but then you have to plug them up. You have to have the plugs and stuff, right? Uh, yeah, all those things are super cheap. Um, if, if you're ever on the Accessible Streamers Discord, and this is... This is awesome because I now get a chance to plug the Accessible Streamers Discord. Um, And you ever speak to any of the OTs that are over there, um, especially uh, Hobo Overlord, um, that guy has made switches out of CD-ROMs and, like, wires and just, like, plug the things together so that when you <laughs> press the two CDs together, it um, sends a switch signal to... And, yeah, and so he was able to play like some weird game with it. <laughs> He's he got some good YouTube CD videos about that. I'm That's sorry? Cool. I, I kind of want to check that out. I'm wondering how that works, because I'm guessing he uses like Whatever that silvery, silvery uh, stuff is on the CD to create a circuit, and mm-hmm. then pushing the two together. I'm wondering if you yep. have to strip the plastic off of that CD at all to create that circuit. Or, I don't know. That, um, I don't know. think so, but that's really cool. That's a really cool idea. Yeah, I only saw like the end result. But I kind of almost want to. At some point, I I have planned on uh, purchasing that controller to kind of. Just play with it, um, just to see. Yeah, and that's the best part. It's only a hundred bucks. It's not super expensive. It, right. I mean, other than that device, the only like really major um, input device for gamers with disabilities that I can think of is the quad stick, and that's four hundred dollars right there. Not counting whatever you use to mount it. The hell is a quad stick? That goes goes in your mouth, right? Yeah. Okay. It's like a it's like a sip and puff like this that I use, except if that one were to like have a baby with a harmonica. (laughs) What is it called again? Quad. Uh, the quad stick. You can find it at (laughs) quadstick.com. 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 Wow, that's Ooh. uh, there's a lot going on there. Oh, you're looking at it up right now. Yeah, yeah. I was just curious. That's uh, that's really interesting. I mean, they even have stuff like this for um, driving. The the uh, you can do the 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 mouth controls. The mouth control thing. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know how comfortable I'd feel driving with my mouth. <laughs> that is like pretty. <laughs> there are a lot of people that do that though. Yeah, that's cr- that, that blows my mind too. I mean, like you know, here's to them because no I don't pun know intended, right? It blow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on. Uh, Bill, you said you wanted to talk uh, something a little bit about Twitch, didn't? Did you not? Yeah, I wanted to talk about how most of you probably have seen that Apex Legends has surpassed. Um, has surpassed a little game called Fortnite. Um, never, <laughs> never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, we never heard of Fortnite. <laughs> Jinx. Right? Who's uh, never heard of it? 
right. Apex Legend Legends for those who are not in the know. For the uninitiated like myself. For uh-huh. Recky. Tell me about your newfangled <laughs> video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Tell us yeah. who Apex Legend is. Well, Apex Legends is a um it is another battle royale entry. Um, like PUBG or Fortnite or um uh what is there's another one, Blackout, yeah. which is Black Ops. Um and this is basically this is made by um this is Respawn and EA's take on the Battle Royale. And no, before you ask me, it does not cost any money. I know. I'm saying an EA game does not cost money. I am serious. <laughs> I'm not, it's not a joke. <laughs> um, wow. Free to play, huh? But anyways, it has a um it is set in the um universe that we know as Titanfall. Um, there are no titans in the game, but it is um a t- it has many of the guns that you are familiar with if you play Titanfall. Um, you definitely ma- fall. Yes, yeah. you fall. There is no fall damage in this game, which what makes it what makes it so unique compared to the other um, battle royales is that for starters, you can you have a chance to be able to respawn your friends if you're able to pick up their banners, which they fall when they die. Um, and then you have to get to the respawn point to be able to do this. I think you can only do it. I think you can only do it once, but that that's unusual because you can't do that in any of the other. You know, Fortnite doesn't have a system like that. Blackout doesn't. Um, uh, PUBG doesn't have that type of system. So that's that's one of the unique things. Um, you don't take fall damage when you when you fall. That's another unique thing. Um, and then I guess. Beyond that, I don't know, it just has a feel like Titanfall, um, and it actually plays plays relatively smooth. I wouldn't say that the origin, uh, the origin launcher still needs a lot of work, which is the primary launch mechanism for how you would load up the game, um, but I've been having a lot of fun with it. I've been having a lot of fun with this game, um, and this is very rare for me. Usually, I'm not the one to play... Whatever is the top game on Twitch. Like, I usually don't, you know, that's usually like, I'm usually playing something else. It's like way more obscure than that, you know? <laughs> I thought you were about to say something totally different. Like, like uh, usually I'm miserable while playing games. I'm not used to having fun while playing games. <laughs> no, that's no, like, but this is also. Yeah. 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 But this is also available across all systems. Um, it's not cross platform yet. Um, and I don't know if they're going to make any move to do that. Um, but it seems to play, it it plays pretty well. Um, I like the fact that it has, um, it has controller support across everything. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of, um, that's kind of awesome because you don't usually, like with a game like PUBG, for example, it didn't have controller support for the longest time on PC. Um, Fortnite has always had that, but I don't like the building style in that game. Um, this is just a straight up, uh, you know. You're, you know, it's a three-man squad, you know, and you just have to kill everybody <laughs> and survive, you know. Mm. So that's pretty much the gist on that. But I, what the question that I was going to lead into here was, what do you, what are, what are some of the issues that that you have found with playing these battle royale games? Uh, I mean, those of you that have played them, I'm just wondering what are some of the common issues maybe revolving around some accessibility sort of problems that these games may or may not have 
Ooh, I mean, for me, I mean, it's it's mostly going to be sight loss based, obviously. But um, for me, just um, a lot of the maps are quite open and quite quite large. So just identifying which to be going or whether the people in the distance are hostile. I mean, obviously, they they almost certainly are. But <laughs> just um, <clears throat> sort of any kind of um, visual elements. It's not a game mode that really sort of works well with how I would play a lot of um, first-person shooters. So in Titanfall 2, I clung on to the cloak suit and the shotgun for life. Um, <laughs> just hiding in the corridors, being invisible as much as possible and shooting people in the back. Which, So something like um, PUBG or where you know you've got like large expanses of open areas with little sort of dotted around like buildings and structures to hide in amongst doesn't really mm-hmm. sort of suit me that that well I can't really play to my strengths but uh, with regards to Apex Legends I've actually been finding myself doing alright with that I don't really know why <laughs> but do you think the so sound do you think the sound is good on on that game in terms of like being able to be aware of like what's happening as a I mean or just like in general I mean maybe not even that game but do any of the battle royales seem to do a good job with the way that they directional uh, sound yeah yeah they tend to I mean I played a little Fortnite and that I found just having a good pair of headphones on was really useful just for sort of like okay I can hear footsteps so I know someone's coming from whatever direction roughly but um, and that was I would you would do that a lot in Titanfall 2 as well playing that in multiplayer and um, just pop the headphones on and guard the, the hard points and just listen for footsteps because I, I don't think most people would be playing with headphones on most people might be missing out a lot on that sort of on those tells on that information and it makes it right. really useful to just catch people coming around corners when you can hear their footsteps but actually mm, that's right something Alexa well turn off the alarm about um, Apex Legends from for me as well is it's very easy for other players in your squad to like sort of tag where enemies are and to indicate where things where they're going or where the threats are coming from or where gunfire is and things like that because you just need mm-hmm. to sort of if they point their camera at it and tap the R button, R one button, or right bumper on the Xbox controllers, then it'll do a context sensitive call out to whatever they're pointing at. So if it's enemies, it'll go like enemy there, or if there's a useful item somewhere, then it'll so see what the item is, and you can respond to that as well. So that is really useful for me for situational awareness as well. So if I'm going to miss things, mm-hmm. especially. I've got the, I can rely, hopefully, on my teammates to sort of help me sort of keep me covered. Right, right. What about you, Brandon? Um, Have you had any experience with attempting to play any of these, or do you play them? I wasn't sure. I've made a valiant effort to play them a little bit. Mm -hmm. I've maybe killed one guy when I got (laughs) lucky. Well, I mean... Hell, I do that too. Even, <laughs> even with out the, of like you know. <laughs> all of the game times I've tried to play the game. Um, mm-hmm. But that said, it's uh, I could see why people like to play it. It's just not really for me because there are so many buttons involved. 
Right. And not being able to move my fingers and thumbs uh, puts me at a serious disadvantage. Do you think you would like it more if you were totally able-bodied? Probably. I'd probably play it a bit more often. Yeah, Maybe not Fortnite, because... (laughs) <laughs> that just seems cartoony as cartoony as hell. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, and also, I don't know. It seems like from from the styles that I've seen you play, it seems like you really like being in the like more of the well RPG sort of thing. But then you also like Warframe, which is you know kind of got some MMOE sort of elements to it, as well as um, FPS elements to a degree. So. Yeah, I mean it does. At the same time, though, it um, it it's a cooperative game, really. Yeah. So I that that and those are the types of uh, multiplayer games I enjoy. Um, the like tab targeting MMOs I haven't really been able to get into I've tried my hands at like uh like everything from World of Warcraft to uh Star Wars The Old Republic to Final Fantasy and I it just uh I I just don't quite I guess uh I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I have it's, it's, the it's, same it's, issue. Yeah, it, it's almost like it's too complex a story that I you find myself not caring. Yeah, too much going on. Like, for instance, with uh, Destiny, every time I've start, started to try to play it, I enjoy it for like a week, and then I just don't care anymore. And I don't know why. I don't know why that is. It's just MMOs kind of have this thing with them. And I know we're kind of digressing a little bit here from what we were talking about, but you know, I don't really know what else there is to really say about uh, the battle royale games. Just that it's an interesting trend that's kind of going on, and it's just kind of interesting, like what trends up and what trends down, and like I'm sure there's going to be some other thing, you know, because first it was Minecraft, then it was. Now it's battle royales, and well, I'm isn't sure there a lot that... of games like trying to copy the bo- battle royale format. Like I just heard that Red Dead Redemption just came out their own battle royale um, <laughs> <laughs> as well. Like they they oh they, they finally do parachute onto like a ranch or something. I I don't know the specifics of it, but I remember reading an article. I think it was on Kotaku. They're saying that uh, Red Dead is either has released or going to release a ba- their own battle royale f- um, type situation. <laughs> What would you um, even jump out of? I don't know. Like, would they really roll you in on a carriage or something? Drop you in a that horse from the sky? I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. But, it's, I mean, that uh, just goes to show on the topic of, like, what you're saying, how it, it it's trending that, like, even games you wouldn't expect to be trying to capture the Battle Royale format going after that, well, that little chunk of the market, too. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's interesting. It's interesting how it goes because it's just a, it's a trend that you wouldn't necessarily have otherwise picked up on, you know? It's not something that would have been, um, you know, based on what was popular before. There's just, like, it, it's just amazing how it kind of came out of nowhere. And I mean, uh, Tencent makes up so much of the market when it comes to 
these shooters um, because you got their involvement in Ring of Elysium to their you know involvement in uh, you know just PUBG. But I mean, it, it's I don't know that organization is uh, is quite big from what I've been told. Uh, I yeah, don't do know all know, the details. Do they know also partly when Epic Games? I think they do. I think they have some sort of stake in that as Which well. Means that they also have some sort of stake in Fortnite too. Yes. Wild. (laughs) Yeah, so to me, it's interesting that... I don't know, it's just interesting that Apex came out when it did. Like, just the... um, And I think the secrets... The secrecy to it kind of makes sense because this kind of... This game just kind of got dropped out of nowhere. Um, My first exposure to it was uh, Dr. Disrespect on, on Twitch was playing it. And I was like, what is this game? Why is he playing this? Um... You know, and I'm not like I'm not huge on watching him, but it was just something I noticed. Uh, I picked up on because I'm on Twitch so much. It's kind of hard not to notice the biggest one of the biggest person people on there playing something. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's where my just, curiosity got sparked. I mean, it just kind of dropped out of nowhere. I think they it came out on the fourth, but just last Monday there. But I think there was <laughs> yeah, rumors. Yeah. Uh, there was rumors that it was the the the, the team that brought you Titanfall. And Titanfall 2 were working on a free-to-play battle royale game without <laughs> Titans, and I've, I was a massive Titanfall 2 fan, you know, both in the single player and the multiplayer. So when I heard that they were working not on Titanfall 3 but on a free-to-play battle royale game, you know, the, the same thing basically every studio was probably quietly working on to try and jump on this bandwagon. I was like just utterly despondent, just so disappointed because really I want to. As much as, for as much as I loved like Titanfall two, <clears throat> the the fact that they were, the rumor that they were working on, Apex Legends or what turned out to be Apex Legends, just I was so disappointed. But then yeah, I can see that, and it was all right. So I actually <laughs> well, really I mean, enjoyed it. <laughs> what do you uh, What do you play it on, James? Uh, PS Four. Play it on PS Four. Okay, I, I downloaded mean, it on everything. <laughs> It runs nice. I'm using a base level. Uh, just uh, I don't have the PS4 Pro. I've got the PS4 Slow, the original one. So it still runs great. You know, it's 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 fine. Um, That's me too. The only sort of thing about the console version, from an accessibility point of view, it doesn't have remappable controls, which is weird. I thought maybe it would have some flexibility there, but it has a bunch of presets. So. And at least I think on PS4 you can do some like back-end operating system button swapping and things like that if you really needed to. But yeah, um, another thing I was just the PS slow, the PS slow. The PS slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's another thing I was thinking about. Uh, James, you had posted something up about Brook, uh, that company um, that makes these uh, makes these adapters, and I've gotten to actually try out one of their adapters and this is an adapter that takes you from you can use a Xbox controller on a PlayStation 4 and ah. it actually works pretty well um, the way that they get around when PlayStation does updates is they basically push firmware updates to this device so the reason why I'm bringing up this conversation is I thought it would make sense to you know to kind of tie into when we're talking about controllers how uh, Brook makes these really nice uh, converters. If you know, if there's a controller that's a little bit easier for you to use, 
on one system they they give you scenarios where it's like you could use playstation on an xbox or xbox on a playstation or like there's a variety of different different iterations there's even a playstation 2 to some to something else like a ps3 or yeah i saw that there's a lot of yeah i was interested in the ps2 to ps4 one because my partner insists the playstation 2 controller is like the best controller ever and I mean, it's it's about like sixty percent of the size of the of the current <laughs> PlayStation controllers now. So that's probably part of it. She likes smaller, comfortable controllers, but she's also like a PlayStation One and PlayStation Two diehard fan girl. So that's maybe <laughs> it too. Um, so yeah, I was thinking about I was thinking about that. But the the reason why I originally posted that in our Discord channel for the for the podcast was that I've recently been buying PS Two games. Just oh, because, really? like many years ago, <clears throat> we were clearing out, and we basically gave away our PlayStation Two and almost all of our games to one of my partner's friends from college that we no longer have contact with, sadly. But um, almost immediately, you regret it because you've just given away some <laughs> of your dearest, most favourite games. And so slowly over the course of the past sort of six months, we've been like just occasionally jumping on eBay and seeing if we can find some of the some of the greats that we really miss. Um, but what was what I was looking for was some way to use my current controllers on the PlayStation Two hardware, on the off chance that the DualShock controllers that have break. And but then that got me thinking like, well, these con- these converters. If you could sort of get an Xbox One to like PlayStation Two or Xbox One to Dreamcast or whatever, would open the door to sort of retro gaming for Xbox adaptive controller users. So, I mean, it's, I expect it might be possible to yeah. use the, to use it, but it would probably require some sort of daisy chaining of the Xbox One to PlayStation Four adapter into the back of the PlayStation Four to PlayStation Two adapter. I've seen it sorts. done. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely seen um, the Xbox adaptive controller used to play PlayStation games. I'm sure Sony hates that idea and that this adapter. What's that? Yeah, this adapter probably would allow for that. I bet you. Yeah, they probably Mm. hate the fact that products like this exist, but (laughs) they're great though. I mean, I love it because it's like I can switch between playing Apex across all things and I'm not changing the type of controller I'm using and that is a very big thing for certain types of games because if you become used to it in a certain way it is very hard especially with shooters if you're used to a certain controller like you pretty much are more comfortable just always using that controller um, from my personal experience so that for me is kind of why this thing was kind of a, a godsend in a way because it saves me the trouble from ha- you know the trouble of having to do that that difficult switch between the different controllers you know well one of the cool things about the adaptive controller is that if you have a standard controller and you're playing it either on the Xbox or the PC you can use both controllers in co-pilot mode oh yeah so well, you can what you can use like if you have one hand that's better um, than the other, or that you that works better than the other, then you can hold a 
uh, remap controller in one hand and then press buttons or switches with the mm -hmm. other. Alright, yeah, so that would probably be quite useful for people that have had maybe a stroke or I think maybe like Bell's palsy or something. Where they yeah, have that or sort of... amputees even. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, that too. yeah. Yeah, cool. Very cool. Well, on that note, I guess you guys uh want to call it a day. I mean, I'm I think it's been a I think this has been a damn good show today. It's been yeah. been a fantastic show. We've gone, we've had every emotion. We've had tears, laughter, sorrow, <laughs> everything, everything anyone could ever ask for. We laughed, we cried, we hurled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god! Drama. It was great. Unless you guys have any, <laughs> some last minute. Last minute uh, things you want to input, and we'll start closing off the show. Oh, um, one thing for sure. Um, so, last time I mentioned that I'll be doing an accessibility themed game jam around about right. May. <clears throat> so, from the 9th to the 16th, I think the dates are, if my memory's right. Um, so, it's like seven days, and then it ends the day before um, Global Accessibility Awareness Day. So the games will be available to play, hopefully, if people actually turn up to make games for When is that this year? Uh, I think it's May 17th. Yeah, we're going to have to do something good for that. So for what? Global Accessibility Awareness Day. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, absolutely. So, yeah, basically, on the website, there's five, five headings for challenges, and I'm looking for people to select the challenges. The reason for this being, right, is that, like, I could make a good guess on, I could probably come up with a good challenge for the visual element of it, you know, <clears throat> having some experience of visual impairment myself and, you know, being around blind people a lot in my work, it's, it's, it's not something that I would have a problem with coming up with, I wouldn't have any issue with coming up with a challenge that maybe authentically sort of represents the, access, the accessibility barriers that blind people would face when playing games. but. I'm not entirely comfortable making that kind of uh, decision for other disabilities, for other um, accessibility issues. So, for say, for example, the cognitive one, um, like I could have a guess. You know, I wouldn't be. It wouldn't just be a random stab in the dark. I would. I would be looking into it. I would do a bit of basic research into it. But even still, there's only so much that I can do to. <clears throat> come up with a challenge that would um, sort of represent a common accessibility issue faced by people with cognitive impairments. Hmm. Better than I think that people with cognitive impairments um, inform that challenge, the the um, contribute to it instead, just to give it that sort of um, I suppose authenticity. I'm looking, you know, um, I wouldn't want to come up with a challenge that doesn't actually represent the, the the accessibility barriers that are faced by people with like hearing impairments or cognitive impairments or motor mobility um, disabilities or whatever you know so yeah if you want if you have an idea for something like that if you want to contribute to it you can go to the website which will be in the show notes or you can just send it to the um, Accessibility Game Jam Twitter account, which is at VG Accessible, and I suppose yeah, um, anyone that contributes a 
challenge that would be used would probably be credited on the website as well if that's something that you wanted to awesome definitely something to look out for then cool yeah I just thought I need to get that in because I've got no challenges <laughs> so um, it's, I'm, I'm very worried that I might actually have to come up with them myself because uh, that's well, not something get, I want to do let's get the crowd to do some work for you well, I mean, I don't think it's like a laziness thing, right? I mean, it really isn't. Oh, we we know you're super lazy, James. I, well, that is true, right? But on this occasion, it's not. It's only slightly about me being laziness, me being lazy, and wanting other people to do the work for me. There is a real serious thing here about. Um, I don't want to misrepresent people's disabilities, and yeah. I'd also like to have the dis- disabled community engaged in the jam in some way. Yeah, bring so, the community together. Yeah. Yeah, and also, exactly. um, do my work for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it, guys. Do James's work. Okay, well, I want to thank everyone for tuning into another episode of Wheel Life Problems. You can subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. Follow us on Twitter at Problems Wheel. You can follow me on social media. I'm at The Rickles. Bill is at Wheelchair Gamer. You can follow Brandon at Accessible Gamer. And you can also follow James at James Kyle. Thanks again, and remember to keep it wheel.